Hey, let's talk about small prepper steps. Hey everyone, this is Todd Sepulveda and this is another Prepvotional. It is a short episode that I record in my truck on the way to work with all the road noise and all that good stuff. If you're looking for the longer form episodes, we release those on Sunday evening so they're ready for you on your Monday morning commute. Alright, so one of the things that I hate reading whether it is on a social media post or an article or someone's talking about it in a video or a podcast in the preparedness community is when they say something to the effect of you might be too late to prep. That just drives me absolutely nuts because it's never too late. You might not be where you want to be. You might not be uh, you know, as far along. But it's never too late. Any step that you take forward in preparedness makes you better prepared than where you, than where you were before you took that step. So it just doesn't make sense when someone says that. And a lot of people, I've just I've just seen that a lot, right? So if someone in 2012, uh, with all the craziness of, of 2012, and I don't know why, just recently that movie kind of popped back up into my uh, to my mind uh, the last couple of days. But with all that 2012 stuff, if someone would have said to you, hey, uh, you've, you've missed the boat, man. You waited too long to prep. You, you just, you, that's it. You know, too bad for you. Well, here we are in 2022, 10 years later, and no, it wasn't too late for you, right? That person who ever said that was completely, absolutely wrong. So I want to talk a little bit about taking small steps. And I, I want to just, you know, I was thinking about the scripture, Zechariah 4.10, where it says, don't despise the days of small beginnings. And then I, I just, my mind went to uh, an illustration that I remember someone sharing, and I can't remember, I think it was John Howler on a prophecy update years ago. But basically, so I went and I, and I searched for the illustration. I didn't find the exact one. I think he was talking about Wrigley Field or, uh, you know, one of those, one of those, you know, really famous stadiums. But I did find one for Wembley Stadium, which is a soccer stadium in the UK. And so all my UK friends would, would know exactly, or those of you that are soccer uh, fanatics, you know, fans uh, would, would, would know. So here's the illustration. If you were to take one drop of water and drop that into the middle of Wembley Stadium and every minute double it. So minute one, you would have one drop of water. Minute two, you would have two drops of water. Minute three, you would have four drops of water. Minute four, you would have eight drops of water, right? So, uh, you know, on and on and on. What what time, how many minutes would it be before water was overflowing Wembley Stadium? Now, for those of us who are here in, in the U.S. and we, you know, we have college stadiums, we have, you know, football stadiums and, and all that kind of stuff, we, we know that there are some really, really big numbers. Wembley Stadium holds 90,000 people. So you, you have an idea of how big it is, right? So how many minutes would it be or how long would it take? I kind of, I guess I gave it away right there, right? By saying minutes, how long would it take for Wembley Stadium to overflow with water? And the answer is 44 minutes. So when you're at minute one and you're at minute two, you don't really 
think too much about it. I mean, if you were sitting at the very, very top of Wembley Stadium, you're looking, man, that's one drop, no big deal. Two drops, no big deal. You know, you're in, you know, minute number four, five, ten. You get to minute 44, you're drowning by that by that point because it's overflowing the stadium. And so that metaphor or that illustration is used to talk about exponential growth. And when we talk about making small steps, we're not talking about exponential growth, but we are talking about growth that is added onto, sometimes even multiplied, depending on how you choose to do it. But there's steps that you can take. And I know the tendency is when we are new, so those of you that are brand new to preparedness, you, you know, you're new, you see the craziness, you hear about the food shortages, you hear about the war in Ukraine, you hear about all the crazy things that are going on. And you're like, oh my gosh, I need to get, you know, I need to get uh, prepared. And so like, I need to get prepared now. And you're thinking about all of those, all of those things. I, I love, I think it was Jim Cobb who posted recently, um, and maybe he was reposting somebody that, that, that said this, but like, don't take credit cards and don't go into debt to get prepared. That's That wouldn't, again, going back and, and using 2012, if somebody would have gone into debt you know, in 2012, they would have ruined their financial situation if that was the deal, right? I'm, I'm selling everything or I'm, you know, charging up all my credit cards. I'm pulling out all my money from the, from, um, you know, from the stock market. I'm going to go buy a cabin in the woods uh, and, and nothing happened. So, you know, they would, they would have been financially ruined or they really would have set themselves back really, really badly if they would have done that. So let's talk a little bit about some small steps. If you're a new prepper or maybe you've just been following along and, and maybe you consider yourself a prepper, but you really haven't been uh, prepping as hard as you, as you should have, a lot of the times you'll hear something about water. And so you'll, you'll see posts on social media, you'll see videos, you'll read articles. Oh my gosh, I got to get a, a Royal Berkey, right? That is, that is the Cadillac of water filters and I need to get that so that you know I'm prepared and my family's prepared and when the SHTF comes and the zombies come, we have water, we can purify water. Okay, so for some people, that is a purchase that they can go ahead and make and it's no big deal. For most people though, it's like that's way out of my purchasing power right now. I've got to make better decisions. So a small step into making yourself uh, more self-sufficient in water, self-reliant on water, not, not necessarily needing the water that is coming out of the faucet, is to start out with some bottles of water. I mean, that is the most basic thing. You go to the grocery store and you find some bottles of water that are plastic bottles of water. And I know people are like, oh, it's plastic and this and that. Man, it, we're talking about feeling more prepared and, and, and doing what you need to do so that you feel comfortable that you and your family are better prepared. So um, you go out and you buy a case of water. Now, depending on how big they are and the ounces and all that kind of stuff, you can, you know, one case of water, if you were to add all that up, could be about three gallons of, of water, maybe a little bit over. Uh, I remember when I did the math on uh, the bottles of water that, you know, we were purchasing at that time. 
So next time you go get, you know, or maybe you get two cases of water and you don't use them. You just put them up somewhere. Problem with this and, and problem with water in general is that it takes up a lot of space and it's really, really heavy. But if you are one person and you get three cases of water and you stack those up, you have more than enough water for, uh, you know, we, we talk about have one gallon of water per day. You have more than enough for a week, right? That's that's an easy step to be able to have a week's worth of water now maybe the next step for that you know from there is going and buying a, a versa a hydro blue versaflow um, I love the versaflows they're the small little backpacking uh, water filters but what I like about the versaflow is they sell a kit that you can connect it to a five gallon bucket and you can fill up that bucket and you can use that water so you're not just using a small little plastic bottle all the time you can use that five gallon bucket and you know run it run that water through the VersaFlow and they sell a little kit uh, I've, I've done a little video on it I did a, a PDF on it um, if I remember I'll link to it in the description you know show notes of this of this episode but if not just go to prepper website right prepperwebsite.com scroll down to the middle of the page there is a graphic there click on that graphic and you can go watch the videos of how easy it was to create this family-sized water filter just using the VersaFlow now the Sawyer minis kind of do the same thing and I believe if I'm not mistaken there is a kit that you can buy or people have put together kits that you can buy aftermarket again the thing that I like about the VersaFlow is it, it comes all together and so it's pretty easy and I think it's like $25 and so that is the next step and then you go from there and there's other other different types of water filters that you can buy for food which is one of the the big things that we need to make sure that we are doing one of the basic steps that you can do is create a menu for a couple of days now if your finances if your budget allows it then go ahead and make a menu using canned goods and things that will last you know dry dry goods you know maybe some rice maybe some beans pasta but you're using canned goods and go ahead and, and get a week's worth of food I'll tell you what if you had a week's worth of food you have more food than most people because a lot of people go every couple of days if not every day to the grocery store and so the next step from there would be do two weeks do four weeks you know now you got a month and so you, you take it from there I've talked about this in my ebook um, you know food storage you know three easy ways of food storage and uh, it, it's you know it's a three dollar purchase ebook and and so I, I've made that available over at the, the digital store uh, that I have so it's just really easy to do right to, to be able to take those steps to be better prepared uh, think about home security like you know a lot of people are like hey man you gotta have a you know a shotgun you gotta have an AR you gotta you know have a tricked out you know alarm system you know that first step that you do is do do an audit around your house walk around your house and ask yourself how would I if I was a bad guy or if a bad guy wanted to come into my house how would they get into my house right and so you're going around and you're looking at all that uh, first step might be to talk to your kids about not opening the door for strangers you know that would be a really good first step 
there's some there's you know I, that's a that's a conversation I had to have with my kids so many times it's like you know and they're big kids and anybody who wanted to do anything bad would you know think twice about them coming you know, about coming in and trying to do anything like that but that was a thing that I'm like, hey, look, you've got to stop opening the door. You need to ask who it is. You need to look through the window. You need to do those types of things. Another small step that you can do is if you have a back door, a lot of the times people keep their back doors open, you know, just because you could come in and out. Maybe you lock that door and, and you just get everybody used to locking it. If you have a garage that is attached to your house and you have a door that goes, maybe you, you lock that door on a regular basis, you know. And so that's one of the things that I do on before I go to bed. I make the rounds. I check all my doors to make sure they're all locked. And they're usually always locked, but it's just that that thing, you know, in, in, in the back of my mind. That small step that you can take. And maybe then after that, maybe you do an alarm system. You know, maybe you do an easy uh, alarm. You know, some people don't like the ring uh, alarms because they're owned by Amazon and all that kind of stuff. And they're But I, I got to tell you, they're very easy to put together. I mean, they're very easy to install. The ring doorbell, uh, putting up a camera, you know, on your garage that it sees your driveway and different things like that. And if you are more technical and you have, you know, you have the money to do that, you can buy a nicer system, a bigger system that is not tied in like that. But I'm talking about for ease of use and getting in on the ground. I mean, $100 gives you, gets you uh, a decent little system and... Uh, you know, $5, $5 a year or something like that for monitoring. You can always see who is at your door no matter where you're at. So there's always small little steps that you can take, right? I, I think one of the big ones is your health and small steps that you can take towards your health. You know, a lot of the times we see these things on, on social media, we see them on TV, people have lost, you know, 50 pounds, whatever. And we look at that and we're like, Man, if I could just, you know, do that and take a little pill or something like that, we always want that easy way out. But you start taking small steps, you know, it's like, let me evaluate the vitamins and the minerals that I'm taking in. You know, maybe I need to take some vitamins, right? Uh, maybe I need to cut back on bread and you start doing that. Um, there's always, you know, you always hear those people that they're like, I just stopped drinking sodas and I lost 20 pounds. And you just, you know, you, I hate those people, right? Because I hate is such a, a strong word, but it's, like that's just junk for me because uh, like I don't drink any sodas in, in, in whatever but I didn't lose any weight from not drinking sodas and so that just it just drives me bonkers when people say stuff like that we always want that that you know hey that that quick fix and you start taking those easy things you know maybe you start going out and walking in the evening times and maybe you just start by going around the block one time and then you you go from there but taking small steps is so important. Think about if you would have started taking small steps in your preparedness or in your in your health or in your finances or whatever it might have been a year ago, where would you be today? If you would have taken small steps five years ago, where would you be today? If you would have taken small steps 10 years ago, where would you be today? I can guarantee you, you would be so well off that you wouldn't even be considering small steps anymore. It's like, man, I feel pretty well prepared prepared and so i just wanted to encourage those of you that are out there that are um that are new to preparedness maybe those that financially you feel like man i just don't have the money to be able to to move forward small steps take those small steps moving forward right we don't know when shtf is going to happen we don't know when the balloon's going to go up we don't know when nuclear war and the grid and all that kind of stuff right 
Start taking small steps. If you haven't been taking steps at all, take those small steps moving forward and you'll begin to get better prepared. All right, guys, I have I, I parked to finish the last couple of minutes there. Hopefully this has been a blessing to you. I'd love to hear your thoughts. You can always email me at todd.sepulveda at prepperwebsite.com. I'm going to end it there. Y'all have a great week. God bless.